everybody, welcome to the video chat podcast. Um, we're joined by me, Una, and my friend Lauren. Hello. Before we like to review, reminisce on, and reconnect with all the music videos from whenever we were much younger and more desirable and attractive. <laughs> um, yeah, so again, I'm joined with you, Lauren. Just want to re, um, really bring that point home to the listeners. And this week, we will be covering Samantha Mamba, Gotta Tell You, and you'll be covering... I will be covering Billy Piper, Day and Night. Yay! A classic I'm sure everyone has heard of. Absolutely. <laughs> the funny thing is that whenever we first logged on, um, both of us had listened to the wrong corresponding songs so it's good to kind of it's just good manners I think to listen to each other's song mm. or go and look at the video so we know what we're talking about so I came on and I said to Lauren Lauren I've just finished watching because we want to and she's like no oh, well that's not what I'm doing <laughs> and then whenever I asked you you said oh I've just looked at body to body and I that's not what I'm doing this week so you can tell we haven't done this for a couple of weeks oh dear, um, obviously continuity wise like Hopefully people won't know that, but because we were so organized early on, we were able to take a couple of weekends off so that we could just, you know, sit in our living rooms, basically, like mm. everybody else and do nothing. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's why we're all a wee bit out of sorts to begin with. But hopefully we can salvage things. Yeah, I'm sure we can. That's the, that's the main thing about it. So, um, yes, I'm going to get launched into our girl, Samantha. So let's get started. So Samantha Mumba was born in Dublin, Ireland. Um, her dad, Peter Mumba, is from Zambia and he was a former aircraft engineer. Her mummy is Irish. Now, for some reason, Samantha's mum's name is not important to the story. Um, but Samantha herself attended Dublin's Billy Barry Stage School from the age of three to 15. Um, so I think three is the age that you you normally would enroll um, in the Billy Barry School and it can take you up to the age of 20. Right. Um, so other famous alum of the school are Mikey from Boyzone, Brian McFadden, um, Angeline Ball. Um, I think she's like a, a, a children's TV presenter. Okay. I, 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 definitely, I definitely remember from back in the day, not like CBB's time because I think that came out long after I arrived, but she would have been presenting like children's TV on the BBC, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Um, so whenever Samantha was actually 15, she was discovered on like an RTE talent show called Let Me Entertain You. And um, Louis Walsh uh, was the, um, I, I think, I don't know if he was the, if he was a, a judge or what his connection was to the show um, but he was very impressed by her talent and he signed her so Louis obviously has an eye for talent as we know um Boyzone, Westlife, Jedward so he knows what he's doing um I think he did also because of his involvement in pop stars the rivals he did manage Girls Aloud for a wee while as well yeah I think so um but I know that Cheryl Cole has very little positive to say of, of Louis Walsh. Um, and he slagged her off many mm. times for saying she's a lack of talent or whatever, like 
the secret to her success isn't her voice he'd sort of be a bit disparaging mm. towards her um so after she signed on with polydor records she then spent a few months moving between denmark and sweden and the uk and ireland and she helped to co-write and record her debut album gotta tell you um she found it quite difficult though to focus on the music along with her studies and she did uh, eventually drop out of school so you know unlike our girl Aaliyah that we covered um a couple of weeks ago uh you know she didn't she didn't want to well that sounds really bad she didn't want to try she I, I would have been exactly like Samantha I would have been like freak this some away <laughs> um but uh, yeah so she she focused on her music instead so the first single, got to tell you, is 21 years old now, um, which is mental. And um, it peaked at number one in Ireland and in New Zealand, and it got to number one in the UK and uh, number three in Australia. And it got to number four in America, which is massive mm, for like your yeah, first single. Um, the song itself, I think, is very, very catchy. Um, like listening to it again, you know, it could do well if it was to come out now, I think, mm. in its original form. It's just, it's very, like, there's a real R&B hook to it. And um, there's, a, like, a real blend of, like, sort of pop and very melodic, uh, very mature song, I would say, for a 16-year-old as yeah. well uh, to be releasing. Um, but uh, it did really well across Europe. And um, it also um, was listed in Billboard's uh, 100 Catchiest, um, choruses of the 21st century. How random. random. Um, so the album, as I say, was released when she was 17 uh, in late 2000 and it reached the top 10 in, in Ireland and the UK and number 67 on the Billboard 200. So following the success of, um, of the single, she actually got a role in the film The Time Machine. Um, now, I remember going to see this film in the cinema and I think Guy Pearce is in it. It's kind of like a Victorian set kind of film. Shit film, can I just say. Okay. I don't know what drew me to it. I think it was one of those ones where um, it was just, do you want to go to the cinema? This is on. Am mm. I getting to eat shitloads during it? Yes, right. Well, then I'll sit and watch Paint Dry. So she was in that and uh, also at the Teen Choice Awards in 2001 and 2002, she was nominated um, for um, Best Breakout Artist and Best Breakout Artist for the film The Time Machine, which is so weird um, because like, I, think she, I think literally it was like blink and you'll miss it in mm. my mind, I think. But I, I think at the time, because I thought she was really cool, you know, when she was in this film, I was expecting a bit more, but I think it was a pretty modest role in my mind anyway, that I could be completely wrong. Um, so, I mean, she went on to kind of release a Christmas album, Samantha Sings Christmas, <laughs> um, which, you know, it's a bit like releasing, you know, some kind of like an autobiography, you know, at the height of your, your success or whenever you're really doing well, you know, to try to get as many of those um, uh, doubloons in your account as possible. Um, so her second venture into films was in 2003 and she appeared in a film called Spin the Ball, which I have no knowledge of whatsoever. So that's no, everything neither. about that movie. <laughs> um, obviously, like other songs that we'll know that she released were like Body to Body, which um, sampled um, David Bowie's mm. is it, is it Ashes to Ashes. Yeah. Um, that's a cla- that is such a tune. Um, yeah. Very lucky they've got, um, I suppose... I don't know. Can these artists like David Bowie approve who uses a sample of his music? You I would imagine think so. that they do have a say in that. 
But then, um, I mean, there we, I mean, lest we forget, bloody no pigeons in the sport of thieves. I mean, oh, well, I Christ, don't know. <laughs> let's not forget those ourselves for one moment. I don't know how you can get around these things if you don't have explicit permission, but there must be a way. Well, well there's obviously loopholes all over the shop because poor Christina Millian couldn't mm. get away, you know, half a mil down the shitter for, you know, a song <laughs> that no one's heard of. Um, Can't even find it. We forget, no, lest we forget as well the body to body, you know, was used for the Northern Ireland, you know, That's right. yes. horror uh, car crash mm-hmm. um, uh, adverts, you know, don't, discourage and drink driving. Yeah, don't drink and drive um, campaign. No, and I remember like, I think we're so like our, our sensibilities are so numbed to those adverts now. Mm. I can remember whenever I lived in Manchester and uh, showing that, or I don't think I showed it to the person, but we had a conversation about them having seen those adverts, I think those are really like extreme. Like they would never get something like that, you know, on TV mm. in England. You yeah, know? I, and, like, I remember. That... I remember the time we must have been used to them being on the TV at this stage. But my mm-hmm. uncle, who lives in England, was over visiting with mm-hmm. his family, and obviously seen it on the TV and was going, "What the hell? Like, yeah. why? Why is that a thing that's shown?" and I don't know, we're just, I guess they've been on TV for a while now. We do not get anything like that. But I suppose Ireland is um, maybe the worst drinking driving rates. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know, why we were pinpointing. trying to get it knocked in the head anyway, mm-hmm. for sure. And even the um, the songs, you know, so Body body to Body, that's in one of them. Mm. That song, it's like, Shall I tell you about my life? You know that one? Is that it's, the one with a wee boy playing football in the garden? Yes. Yeah, and then there's also you don't bring me flowers. You know, it's all these mm-hmm. songs. I can remember the songs nearly better than I can remember the adverts, but those songs are now completely tainted I because of their association with, mm-hmm. with those adverts. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but this is a real upbeat song. Yeah, and the one with Samantha Mumbas is the implication that the the group of like friends who are in the car that that's what they're listening to. Whenever the you know then the car crashes obviously but so no I think I think the it's the fact that it's called oh. body to body and like in the oh, video there's yeah. bodies landing on yeah. top of bodies all over the shop so well that's even know. more grim then oh dear <laughs> <laughs> sorry I don't mean to make light at all but you know no. I don't know like around the brainstorming table mm. they're like you know I have a song for in mind that we could do a lot of you know we could really yeah. make a point with so sorry we digress. Um, a couple of other songs like from 2002 was I'm Right Here. I know that I think um, in that video for I'm Right Here, there's like firefighters or something in the video. She's like in a like a fireman's house. And I'm pretty sure that Chris Judd, ex-partner of uh, Jennifer Lopez, um, right. is the love interest in that. I should have I looked at this. I remember thinking I must go and check that. But I think that's right. Um so that became her fifth uh, UK uh, and Irish top five single. Um, now she was, there were r- rumours circulating that she was getting ready to release her second album called Woman and that it was due to poor sales of the lead single, I'm Right Here, that, you know, it never came to fruition, which is really shit because, you know, mm. you can't have one dip. You know, you have to be like, you know, riding high for everything mm. if you're going to, if they're going to invest in you, which is shit because I think she had, to be fair to her, like, seemed to be quite a promising career um uh but anyway it it didn't it didn't uh work out just as maybe she had imagined um 
so something I had sent you during the week that I thought was really random as well was obviously back in those early stages whenever she was obviously doing quite well in the States there was some momentum there she and Aaron Carter performed a concert at Disney MGM Studios for the Disney Channel called Aaron Carter and Samantha Bumba in concert like the most random what a parent like random thing never put them to Taylor in a concert no now it was released on dvd and they also appeared together in an episode of all that um now whenever i sent you that wee promo of um the concert aaron is one annoying wee dick Mm -hmm. isn't he he's so annoying you could imagine like the people around him like the ones that are you know like their minders because he's young yeah just be like i'd love to just but then same time is he a wee because he's surrounded by like yes men at whatever oh, he looks probably. about 13 or something and he's obviously well, he, was, two he, got left right <laughs> he got his big break because his big brothers and yeah. backstreet boys like there's no doubt now he just he, he looked like a mini nick carter mm. and you know could kind of carry a tune or whatever now these days more issues than vogue lauren so mm. you know it, it, it went west for him god love him and mm-hmm. uh, i haven't checked in on him uh, recently but I, I don't think it's been going so great for him so I don't know, maybe Samantha needs to get in touch and that could make all the difference. Well, we know they could maybe do a wee revival concert or something. Um, I'd be there for that, for sure. I would definitely watch that. Um, so um, fast forward um, in, uh, in June 2015, uh, Samantha played a gig as part of the Belfast, or not Belfast, the Dublin Pride Festival. Um which was described as fierce glam, which is so random. I don't know who, who gave it that tag in terms of her performance, but, you know, she'll take it. I think it's mm-hmm. a good, good description to get for anything. Uh, in early 2017, she participated in a celebrity version of MasterChef Ireland, and she also went on to co-host the 6 o'clock uh, show uh, while the, the regular host was off on maternity leave. Um in uh, 2018, she made a comeback on British television, um, firstly as a guest and then a panellist on Loose Women. And then she has confirmed new music um, and has been sharing pictures of herself in the, in the music studio um, with the likes of m and who mm. uh, wrote um, UK Hun, um, yeah. if anyone watches Drag Race UK. m and has some really good older songs as well from maybe five or six years ago um which are really um quite catchy as well so again i think he's somebody who probably should be getting a bit more recognition in mm. my opinion um and then yeah in january 2019 she confirmed that she hoped to release a second album so i don't know i i confirm my hope that's weird um mm. but that's there's still nothing's happened there in november uh, 2020 she released a single cool all um, right now I, I need to listen to this. I haven't yeah, listened to it, to be totally honest. Totally went under the radar. Yeah, um, she was the lead single from her upcoming album, um, which she describes as sexy, different, and more adult. Um, in terms of her personal life then, this is what I, I really enjoy. Um, so Samantha did at Cisco for a full year. So around. Now that, that's, and I, I went on, I, I Googled it, and I, I have found it, numerous pictures of them together, which mm. are just, hysterical because I mean they are dressed as the year 2004 slash 2005 like to a T um I mean I just want to confirm because I do have them attached here and I just want to check now 
no trail base. That's oh, disappointing. That's a, yeah. Now Cisco, um, Cisco in one picture has bright blue hair, and then he's got platinum white hair in another. Um, you can see Samantha, they were at the Spider-Man 2 premiere together and at the time she wore the world's most expensive dress, um, which was like obviously made out of like it's like a web, uh, like Diamante, obviously it's not Diamante's, but it's a Diamante looking dress mm. that's like a big web all over her body. And, um, you know, she's a woman that's very, you know, doesn't really give a shit that she's about two feet taller than him and I just think you know what yeah I was thinking there he's Cisco not he's not the tallest of he's not and I should to be fair like she's like listen I'm wearing these heels shut up you know she doesn't she's not she doesn't care if he's if he feels self-conscious but mm. I think that the whole thing about you know you're a man you should be taller I'm a girl I should be smaller is stupid outdated notion anyway um yeah. but back then I, I imagine there would have been all sorts of silly headlines about um the fact that she was a wee bit taller than him um mm. just from the times um she is uh, herself um been in a long-term relationship with her partner Torre Scales um she lives in Los Angeles and uh they have one child together called Sage and uh, she was on, I watched the clip where she was on Loose Women um, just as a guest and she was getting a wee bit of shit from Anne Diamond for um, what was she saying I think she was saying that she wouldn't have another child because she felt like she'd be betraying her her first child um, which I thought was a weirdish kind of comment to make but you know I, I don't know not have one child you know you're probably wiser I'd say in a lot of ways <laughs> um and then she said that she would be homeschooling her child that's what she was getting shit for that she was going to homeschool her and they thought that you're going to be affecting your child's ability to socialize and I felt like the implication was very like almost that they had like an unhealthily close relationship and mm. you know because she was really emphasizing like that her daughter's her best friend and when she said she was going to homeschool her like Anne was like hold on a wee second but she said apparently there's a whole system in America where, you know, mm. it's a the homeschool someone comes in to the house through the homeschooling and that she socializes with other children that are homeschooling. So I was like, oh, I didn't realise that, that was that was the way it worked. Mm. Um plus who's laughing now at the homeschooling, you know? Well, yes. <laughs> yes, this is true. Samantha's like, you know, fuck you. She she had um, it all in hand this last she year. She had it all in hand, all pandemic prepared. Um she also was the face of Reebok after the success of All God right. Tell You. She was the face of Reebok and appeared in their print advertising in the UK and Ireland. Um, she also was, um, she became the face of Dior. <laughs> like, this oh. is mad. Um, became the face of Dior uh, and launched a Dior watch collection in Ireland. And then she was also uh, modelled a range for Duns. So no, quite the From varied. Dior to Duns? <laughs> From Dior to Duns. <laughs> that could be the name of this podcast uh, or the, the title of this podcast. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that, that's really kind of a bit about Samantha herself. Something else that I came across was um, that she has done a, um, a, a remix or she re-released um, Gotta Tell You, but it was a, a remix with, is it Mickey or Mikey Modell? Oh, I don't know. Which I, I, I don't know. The kids will know. The kids will know who it is. I'm sure if, if any kids even listen. So I, I think he's a big kind of clubland DJ, and I think he's released other stuff that I've definitely heard. You can watch the music video for it, 
um, there's only like 5,000 views of the video on uh, on iTunes. I think, well, the video has only been up on iTunes since uh, 2019. But a thing that I noticed from the comments for Gotta Tell You is that there's, I don't know if there's some kind of copywriting or licensing issues, but the video keeps getting removed. Right. Um, and then it gets put up again and removed again. So I don't know what the crack is with that. It's very random. It's, it's, it wouldn't be a video I would have thought would cause that level mm. of um issue but anyway the video itself i mean the no harm no harm the song did not need to be remixed it's not a good remix in my mm. opinion um i just think you know what just leave it let it be and um and we can just get on with our lives so um on to the actual video itself so the video um was shot in malaga in spain um i kind of in my head thought that maybe it would have been shot like somewhere in america potentially um, and it's basically her kind of walking, running, dancing around a city and running to catch a plane. So um, that's a very kind of like short synopsis of what happens. But um, when I looked at the video, I um, it, it, it starts out with Samantha. She's in some kind of like a funky grown up apartment. And it's definitely not somewhere that a 16 year old would typically be found it was kind of giving me like um oc kind of vibes so mm. not somewhere you'd expect a 16 year old definitely not the kind of 16 year olds i was running about with at the time no offense lauren um <laughs> but it, what, do you know what i mean it just it was a bit like someone's parents have gone mm. to aspen and these kids have the keys to the kingdom yeah. so you know they're tucking into the family Pretty whiskey nice. the heirlooms they're trying on their friends' dad's work shirts. Um, what else? They're calling people they shouldn't be calling yeah. on their friends' mobiles. <laughs> Is this ringing any bells, yeah. Lauren? Sounds familiar. <laughs> Might have happened at a free house somewhere sometime. Yeah. Um, so Samantha has a face on her like a slapped arse in this <laughs> opening scene. She, I don't know what the crack is, whether what's there's something on her mind. And this is where I'm pretty sure that the whole gotta tell you, like whatever it is, and even the lyrics, you know, she has to like get whatever it is off her chest. So she leaves the apartment. She's not feeling it. It's, it's not uh, not not doing it for her. And she ends up in some kind of like a restaurant kitchen. And she's just kind of casually walking around there, like, you know, she's somewhere that she would normally be. And she she clearly wouldn't be because she's wearing like a kind of a, a pink um, bustier. Mm-hmm. And um, she's got like denim jeans with like at the bottom, there's like this kind of trim on them that is so early noughties. Yeah. It's like just like some kind of bedazzlement going on. Um, and I don't know, I feel like I've seen so many films where people just find themselves in the kitchen at the restaurant like arguing and the staff mm. are just getting on with it like I know Mrs Doubtfire is one where you know there's just like he's walking through the kitchen or he's like oh sorry or he's, he's mm. in there you know flipping poisoning Pierce Brosnan's um <laughs> maybe so I don't know like that annoys me in films that seems to be like just somewhere you can be so she's yeah. walking around here I mean health and safety would be going through her at this stage because her hair's not even tied up so the scores <laughs> in the doors would be, be hard to even get one because she's not even wearing any sort of an apron or anything so in terms of like the kitchen you know like it's, it's it's not the normal place that you would normally be or it's obviously I don't know what what why she even has to be there or what the point is mm. being made I know myself having worked in a number of kitchens 
around the same age that she would have been kicking around this kitchen. You know, you don't just, you don't dilly-dally and you don't, you don't take the piss. Actually, reminds me of a story I was telling my colleagues today. I don't know, I don't know how it came up, but basically, like, I was saying about how, you know, I'm just going to be completely honest. Sometimes when people hadn't touched their meals, I would totally eat some chips off their plate when they came into the kitchen. <laughs> sure, I... Are you disgusted? only slightly because if it's clear it's untouched chips you yeah, know what I mean it's been untouched if it's like a goujon if someone's like if it's like, it has a bite out of it I'm not going to go near it yeah. like, but well, sure, like, it another, reminds me another friend of ours has clearly stated that a restaurant she used to work in you know they'd be tucking into food off the plates that wasn't touched and stuff mm-hmm. clearly it happens <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah it definitely does like I remember starting a shift and I walked in and somebody was getting bollocked at the bar, like a, a, um, a customer was not happy about the meal. And the person getting bollocked was one of our school friends, a male school friend, um, who I'll tell you about later. And um, getting bollocked, I arrived and I just went off site and went straight into the kitchen or where, where you put your stuff. And there was like four plates of, of dinner sitting out, like at varying degrees of completion. You know, some of them, there's more food off than others. Mm. He's just like I'm just gonna nip this wee onion ring off this dish and I had a wee munch on it and and then maybe picked something else off that hadn't been eaten <laughs> it's so disgusting when you think of it in so many ways because like <laughs> how do you know they haven't like sneezed or friggin like gauzed all over it oh, um nice. but uh I was there tucking in and then he comes back and he comes back around and he's like oh here don't touch those and um, the boss is coming down because he wants to see like what the problem was with the meal and I shit myself I thought oh my god I've like contaminated the evidence um Uh-oh. but it was it was fine um and there was nothing wrong with that meal those people just didn't want to pay for it mm. um but anyway sorry um so moving on then so she moves out of the kitchen and then she's in a different apartment this time. And this is a, a, an apartment that I think is, a, is far more like on a level that we would all probably um, identify with. So she's in the in this apartment, the same friends that were in the other apartment are there. So I don't really know what's going on. If it's like mm. a kind of a dream sequence or whatever. It's a bit bizarre um, or what the significance is of these people. Because, I mean, I'm assuming they're in the same age group as her at this stage um or like her peer group and maybe it's just to kind of emphasize like because they're all really like horse playing about on the sofa mm. and she's just walking through like uh and uh I don't know if it's just a highlight she's so much more mature or something um but she walks out the window and then next thing she's kind of like on like an outer canopy of like a not a, like a, a fabric canopy but like a you know the top of the signage of a shop or whatever mm. and then she does like just this casually does a wee somersault into a flash mob and um, the friends from the apartments are there, like dancing and giving her shoulders, you know, all this shit. And um, she's um, she's then um, walking on to another area. Now she's she's on like um, it looks like it reminded me of like you know whenever you're waiting to get on the the ferry at Larne, you know, mm. like it's kind of I feel like she's near a docks area or something. <laughs> a big yard. So she's near the docks, and then she's on like a race track, like a running track. And there's white chairs out and you know it's just they do a dance routine with the chairs and it's straight out of the Britney Spears playbook mm. um you know it's giving me real Britney Spears stronger vibes but like on a far lower budget um 
it's she's jumping from buildings it's just it's not real jumping but it's like real shit kind of parkour idea that like mm. she's able to kind of you know no fate is is too you know too much for her um she gets down off on off on the buildings by a crane um she's going down different alleyways she's dancing what looks like a car park with her friends again it's just all very discombobulated mm. i'd say um in terms of continuity and the sequencing a bitch of a video to film i would yeah. say um so she goes down whatever she's she's then on a, a runway um this is she gets to the runway by jumping from one bridge to like over kind of like uh, two motorways um you know where there's clearly a massive drop it's not her doing it obviously but I don't know that the message is look she's so desperate to tell whoever it is what she has to tell them that she's willing to you know sacrifice you know a few limbs along the way if needs <laughs> be um she's running to the running to the the, the boat or not the boat run to the plane and it's like one of those runs it's just that is not the way you'd be running for that do you know what I mean like <laughs> if you watch it like it's, it's more like a light jog so and she gets in passport or nothing like this was pre-2001 pre-9-11 so you could maybe just jump into a, mm. a light aircraft and no one would bat an eyelid so that's really it for that video it's it's there's, it's not that it wasn't the best video Lauren if I'm being honest with you because it's a bit melty in places mm. I feel like uh in my mind I was like well I think I remember thinking the video was really cool at the time and it is cool but it's not it's just not the most exciting uh if I'm honest with you um that's really all I have to say about um, about Samantha. In terms of, sorry, just awards and nominations, you know, she won a, BM, a BMI Pop Award. She won a Meteor Music Award. I think it's Meteor, like, Irish. Is it, are those Irish be, awards? Yeah, I think so. Um, nominated for a load of different things. Um, she won a Smash Hits Poll Winners Party, which is, like, mm. you know, winning, I don't know, like, a Nobel Peace Prize. Like, because anyone who gets one of those, it's, like because they don't have mm. that award anymore. That was like a big thing to watch on TV, yeah. the Smash Hits Poll Winners Party when it was on. Um, one of the awards that I enjoyed was that she was nominated for the most fanciable female. Right. <laughs> Didn't win it. I'd be raging. <laughs> I'd be really pissed off. You be her too. Yeah. You would be annoyed. Hmm? You'd be annoyed going, well, what's she have? I just, I, you know, I, I imagine they had the corresponding male category for most fanciable male. Oof. you'd like to think wouldn't you Lauren yeah that's uh, yes that's be real probably not mm. probably just you know best male artist and that's all that respect they you know need yes. best male songwriter best male <laughs> yeah. person um so that's it I'll take it you can you can take over now from me grand Just as you were talking there, like quite a few parallels between Samantha and Billy Piper, I thought, but sure, we'll see as we go along mm. um, how they match up. So Billy Piper like, is probably most known nowadays for her acting career, which is still going strong. But she was uh, somewhat of a child star as well, having started off in the old showbiz world as a pop star. So uh, Billy Piper was born... 22nd of September 1982 and she was actually named Leanne Paul Piper at birth but uh, like seven months later in April 
83, her parents then changed her first name to Billy. So there you go. Um, I know. Imagine, I don't know, naming your child and then seven months down the line going, no, she's just not a Leanne. <laughs> well, no, but very few people can pull that name off. To yeah. be fair. Like, it's just, I yeah, you know. have to already be 43. <laughs> I'm assuming Leanne. L-E-I-A-N. Unusual spelling. Le- no, but it ends with N. L-E-I-A-N. Oh. Leanne, I'm assuming. I could be oh. wrong. But um, anyway, it wasn't meant to be and, and she became Billy. So... As a child, she attended the Sylvia Young Theatre School. So a bit like Samantha, you know, she was being trained up for the yeah, career in the arts. <laughs> Billy uh, Barry with <laughs> Brian McFadden is definitely on the parallels of Sylvia, whatever her face name is. Sylvia Young. probably had the likes of, um, uh, oh, I think she had Emma Bunton. I know Emma Bunton yep. went for the Sylvia uh, Young. Amy yes. Winehouse and yep. more recent ones include Rita Ora and Julie at Sylvia Young Theatre School. There you go. So Billy's career basically began kind of off the back of an appearance on a Saturday morning kids TV show, I think. So there's a clip of this on YouTube. The program's called Scratchy and Co. I don't remember the name of it or anything, but when I watched the clip, it did kind of ring a bell. So Mm -hmm. Billy and a group of like her classmates from the Sylvia Young Theatre School were on it basically pretending to be the Spice Girls uh, and I mean the whole thing's cringe from start to finish you really I'll send you the link to watch it um, so as I said I don't really remember the show but apparently it ran from 1995 to 1998 and the presenters were Gail Porter and Mark Spite Spite how do you pronounce right. like he was the blonde spiky haired guy mm-hmm. and he like really tragically passed away and I looked this up, you see, because I thought, oh, God, I remember his face because it was all big on the news at the time that he'd died in these tragic circumstances in 2008. Right. And I was horrified because I could have sworn it was more like 2018 that that happened. But no, no, mm-hmm. apparently it was 2008. So um, I just remembered his face from that. And then obviously he'd been in the press a lot because of his, his death and stuff. But so I, it was him and Gail Porter, and I definitely remember it vaguely but I don't think I would have been Mm. a big viewer of it myself at the time uh so after that tv appearance she then got a role in a tv advert for the pop music magazine smash hits and then she arrived arrived. I loved smash hits I loved them Mm. Mm. (laughs) and uh Top of the Pops was a magazine as well wasn't Mm. it yeah because when I I fished out some of my old um memorabilia and, you know, you could, like, you pull out posters, you know, yeah. you cut them and all the rest, make sure See, that they were it, nice and straight. It probably depend at what which magazine I bought, like, depending on what posters and stuff were available mm. in that mm-hmm. edition, you know. Yeah. Definitely got plenty of posters out of those magazines. <laughs> um, so then she was offered a record deal at the age of 15, and she released her debut single, Because We Want To, in 1998. Uh, so this went to number one in the UK and Billy became the youngest artist ever to debut at number one in the UK singles chart. Mm. So her follow-up single then was Girlfriend and that also went to number one. And her oh, debut album, song. her debut album, Honey to the Bee, then was released and it went to number 14 in the UK and number three in the New Zealand album chart randomly. But Samantha, I think you said they did quite well in New Zealand too. So yeah, they no, have she that in common. She gets number one in New Zealand. 
So then in 1988, at the Smash Hits Poll Winners Party, she was nominated for Best New Act, but she was actually beaten by Bewitched. Uh, but she did win the Princess of Pop Award, which was apparently the first ever like year that category was introduced. I wonder, was there a Prince of Pop Award as well? No. <laughs> Sorry, the king. No, exactly. So then the following year, 1999, she was nominated for two Brit Awards. Well, I don't think she won them by the sound of things. And then she did win two awards at the Smash Hits Whole Winners Party that year. And at the time, she was actually dating Richie Neville from Five. And <laughs> apparently, And apparently, though, she was reduced to tears at the Smash Hits Party because all his fans were booing her. So that ruined her Girls are girls really are vicious, aren't yeah. they? I think girls Strange. use emotional warfare. Mm-hmm. You know, even like school age, it's about the like mental torture for boys. I feel like mm. it's you're getting punched in the face and that's it. You know, it's just two different ways to kind of like um, deal Very with much. conflict or, you know, exercise your dominance mm. over another person. I think that girls really do go for like really hitting like low below the belt yeah um so yeah our souls were our souls every single one of us terrible has it in us so she didn't have a good time at that uh, awards event anyway uh next billy started to tour and release music in asia and she apparently recorded a song for pokemon the first movie called making my way any way that i can can't say i've heard it myself um so oh, then this also wouldn't be just a thing Jen, you know <laughs> That would have been probably more memorable. Yeah. So that then takes up to the year 2000, and that's when she released her second album, Walk of Life. And at this stage, she started going by her full name. So previously, her her earlier song, she had just been Billy, and now she's going by Billy Piper. So Day and Night was the first single then from the second album, uh, which came out the 15th of May 2000. It reached number one in the UK number eight in Australia and number 13 in Ireland. Uh, the song was surprised re- it didn't do so well in Ireland. Yeah, I thought it was bigger. I just thought it was in top ten, you know. Mm. So the song was written by Billy and four other people, namely Elliot Kennedy, Mark Colley, Mike Percy and Tim Lever. And then the video was directed by Cameron Casey, but I couldn't find anything else that he'd filmed. Um, or been involved with music ways to, to compare. So on to the video then. Um, we open up with Billy and three mates who are sort of dressed up, dolled up for a night out. They're walking down a dimly lit street. It's kind of like smoky and dingy. There's like water dripping from somewhere. The street lights are buzzing. And they approach this rusty door on this inconspicuous building and Billy knocks on it. So... Then this small hatch slides open and a man with sunglasses on looks out. A, you're in a building. B, it's nighttime. Why are you in sunglasses? I mean, what are you seeing? You know, it's very, two things. So it reminds me of, I can remember my first night in halls, moving up to halls, our friend who moved to Australia Hmm. and another friend from school we I think it was like it was like midweek and like it wasn't yet freshers but we were just buzzing to like see what 
Belfast had mm. to offer. And there was nowhere that was open because <clears throat> Belfast isn't a real proper city. Like, it's more like a big giant town. Um, like any other country in the UK, you know, you could be guaranteed to get somewhere to go. Mm. And I, I'm not saying where we went, but we went to some bar and um, it was definitely not like, I mean, there was like a doorbell uh, to get right. in. And um, our friend, uh, she was literally hammering on that door with her fist. <laughs> of <course> she was. <laughs> and me, me and the other one were like, I don't think this is a good idea. And it was just these girls trying to get into this. It's just reeks of that night. And it was mm. like, and you know, I thank God nobody answered the door or, you know, now that I have a better understanding of the city as a whole. Mm. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, we're just three stupid 18 year olds. Um, so we probably would have been fine. Um, but now I thank God, like if the wrong person had answered that door, who knows? <laughs> uh-huh. who knows? And then just as well, there's a really cool club or bar in Dublin called the Vintage Cocktail Club, I think. And it's, it's kind of like this sort of door you have to like knock on and someone speaks to you through a buzzer and mm. it's like a really funky like the inside of it is it's like you're taking a step back in time um mm. really cool like I would, I would recommend that place once once we're out of the shit <laughs> I definitely recommend oh. it make sure you've you remortgage your house though beforehand yeah. because Want you'll be needing those extra coins yeah <laughs> sorry continue you're okay so this boy I was looking out with sunglasses on it kind of looks a bit like the t2000 from terminator 2 but you know mm-hmm. can't be certain whether he is or isn't and uh, so he's obviously carrying out this betting process and, and he decides this law are okay so door opens yeah, like these are all these are all hot as shit you can come in yeah good looking woman and he's come <laughs> so uh now the song kicks drink? in and they're in this industrial looking building and billy strolls out towards the camera and she's wearing an all leather outfit, what looks like a halter kind of crop top, plus low rise leather trousers, which is even worse than low rise jeans, surely. And would uh, need to be out. Oh God, sure. And uh, I just imagine it'd be really squeaky, like the leather top and mm. leather trousers. Anyway, uh, so her hair is like kind of curly, but a bit messy. And she has like the smoky eye makeup and nude lip kind of thing going on. She also has like long diamante earrings, like just like a strip, which were, I remember them being a big thing around the time. Just yeah, you don't see them out. anymore. You don't. <laughs> and uh, so then we're straight into like a dance routine with back and dancers. They're spinning her around and she's jumping up into their arms and things. It's all like really energetic from the go. And next we cut to Billy outside of the building. And I mean, this video really is just different outfits in different locations. There's and a lot of dancing, you know. Um, but in this part, it's like more brightly lit. So I don't know if we've changed from nighttime today or what the hell's going on. Maybe it's just really good street lights. I don't know. Uh, Billy's look is brighter as well. So she now has on like an orange sleeveless kind of top with jeans and trainers, plus an orangey makeup look. And now your hair is like straight. And it's very reminiscent of the Rachel haircut from like mm. Friends, Jennifer Aniston's look. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like clips of a car and then we're back inside the building again uh, she's in a different no she's in a leather outfit with lots of dancers again and the dancing at this part seems a bit more aggressive as well and this is the part where it's like a lot mm. of, yeah it's like a circuit class there's like bear crawl plank things going on and everything yeah. it's just like core work central going it's on it's like here. insanity the insanity yeah. workout 
if Insanity did a dance-inspired version, I'd imagine it'd be yeah. very similar. I remember to this. getting those Insanity DVDs when I lived away, and like I, I was just so pleased that the room that I had rented was like like had really really good floorboards because I would do it like <laughs> six in the morning and even though there was nobody below me yeah. um I still felt like the, the foundations of this house you know are seriously like being put to the mm. test here me talking about <laughs> but uh, yeah that was a good uh, that was good anyway sorry well I mean me and a couple of other friends wondered should we try and sanity one time several this several years back um instead we just sat in their living room watching it on the telly while we ate some crisps and went Jesus <laughs> look at this oh <laughs> uh, that's like um, so you you were um, definitely better at attempting it than we were I remember walking into my uh mom's living room and she's sitting there on the sofa eating a full pizza and I was like what are you watching <laughs> mouth full of pizza she's like Ireland's best families <laughs> I was like of course you are what better what better thing to like be watching whenever you're absolutely like you know oh Oh Stop my God! Have you ever seen that program presented by Stone Cold Steve Austin? Oh, his ranch like broke back ranch Aye. or something. I've heard about oh, it, but yeah. not broke back. I think it broke back mountain, <laughs> but something. Aye, <laughs> broke back ranch, ranch, the sequel. Something ranch, and uh, yeah, so like that's the kind of thing that we would stick on. We stuffing ourselves mm-hmm. with a pizza mm-hmm. and watching mm-hmm. these people like running up this, the world's yeah. steepest hill and dying and. You know, yeah. rope climbing and swinging across things, and we're just mm-hmm. sitting there like two slots. Going, Good God! <laughs> so after this aggressive core workout slash dancing, uh, we're back outside. It's nighttime again. Billy's like alone in like an alley with an orange leather kind of top and yet another pair of leather trousers. And like her body is oh, phenomenal. She yeah. is snatched, and that outfit is again Brittany all day mm-hmm. long. And like not a forgiving outfit to get away no. with by any means. Uh, but uh, she looks fantastic. And this looks then very like eyeliner heavy with voluminous she hair. Loves a, she loves a heavy, mm-hmm. a heavy eyelid. Yes, she does. So then we have yet another location and look change. So now she's like in the back of the belt. She's back in the building, sorry. In a room with a pink wall and there's lots of tables and chairs around as if it's some sort of mm. cafe. Like I thought we were in a nightclub. Now we're in a bloody cafe. Unless it reminds me of like a nail salon for some reason. Just initially, maybe a, there's something the pinkness about it. about it or something, but I don't know. then I thought, well, you know, is it a bit like Kelly's, which had the indoor chippy? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. R.I.P. Like, Kelly's, by the way. Can't believe. Oh my God, like, such, such like ingenuity or ingenuity, whatever the word is, having your chippy, not even like just on the outside of the nightclub, mm. like literally meters from the dance floor. Like that is yeah. genius. There's nowhere else that, that has done anything like that. Like that was, oh my God, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah and yes, RIP. It makes me feel like a wish that, you know, in hindsight, I'd gone there again after mm, the age same. of whatever. But then I just feel like I'd be depressed and you would go and it would be full ah, of probably. kids. Like and, I was thinking, you know, I literally haven't been since I was 21. That's the last time I stepped mm, in Kelly's and probably felt old for it at that point. Which I think actually lot. for me it was it was probably earlier than that for me probably 20 I would say mm. I can remember going and a friend from uni had come up she lived in Newcastle mm. and she came up to Ballycastle and what I used to do Lauren whenever I would put tan on um 
uh, my body. Um, I was tan on my body <laughs> like a sun shimmer. Is I would use bleach to get it off my hands. Oh, just a tiny a amount choice. of bleach. <laughs> okay, <laughs> choices were made, and that that was a good choice up until this moment. So oh. I um, used the bleach, washed the tan off my hands, and then proceeded to moisturize my face for my Estee Lauder double wear to be applied. Uh-huh. And I remember it put on the the moisturizer, and my friend said, "Your face is really red," and oh, I was no. like, "Is it?" And I looked like I had been burnt by like 14,000 suns. Oh, it, just, it, was, it was on fire. And I was like, yeah, oh, no. now that you mentioned it, my face is a bit tingly. <laughs> and it was the bleach. I hadn't washed it off my hands probably. Now, can I just say that I would soak my hands after mm. I, you know, put a wee bit of bleach in them. Yeah. And um, God, it's so mad now to think of. And I remember her laughing. And I was like, you think it's funny? See, what this am I supposed to do? Down. You're not going to Kelly's either, sunshine. You'll be staying here. So um, it was fine. We got there in the end. But I just remember being like, Jesus, that's not a good look. Not oh, a good look. Mm-hmm. I think you washed the face and everything to try and calm it down. Um, okay, but it was fine. It wasn't like, yeah. you know, the double wear, like, was mask and all the redness. It actually mm. died down pretty quickly. But it was a tense moment because, you know, okay. yourself, you got to get down there. Had to get down to get the bus. Mm. And then... The oh, there's no dilly-dallying time, like... Yeah, well, no, the stress of getting in wasn't there at that stage because I was over 18, but I remember I didn't have an ID with me on that mm. particular occasion. And one of the bouncers of Kelly's wouldn't let me in. And then if you didn't get in because I didn't have my ID, you went round to the mm-hmm. wild doors or whatever the doors were, the, the corresponding door that you didn't get into. And I went round and he, she, whoever, male or female, um, had... Radio drone? Radio drone. Oh, well. So you I... <laughs> Yep, so they knew I was coming and was getting a no, and I was livid. And I had cousins that were coming over, so I had them go up to my mom's to get my bloody passport. Oh, um, so in the meantime, though, some of our school friends, um, I, like I got chatting to them, and they knew the door people. And the only way I was getting in was if I apologized. I was like, okay. I've done nothing. I have done nothing, sir. And um, so I had to go around and just say sorry. And I was very annoyed about it because I'd been speaking to this bouncer from the year, from the week previous or whatever. And it was kind of like, why are you getting on like that? So mm. maybe, maybe, I don't know, it's a par, it's a par role. It is a, a yeah. role of par. Very much. And, you know, you got to pay the piper if you want to, <laughs> you know, get in there and get dancing to Eric Pred's call on me. So, you know, <laughs> make your choice. Or Christina <laughs> Dirty and whatever section that would have been played in. What was uh, the one with the yeah. ice cream truck as a DJ bus? I remember. Sink. Yeah, in sink. Mm-hmm. Dancing to dirty in there. Mm-hmm. M's was the days. So, so it was all good. Got in, had a great night. So between a beetroot face and, you know, <laughs> kind of being like, but I was here last week. And then having to say sorry mm-hmm. for, you know, acknowledging that. Like, oh, well. yeah, it, it is what it is. And, and we move on and we grow up. <laughs> oh, dear. Where was that after? Uh, oh, yes. This, this place has a cafe. Uh, and mm-hmm. so Billy then at this point has like a white top with like loads of holes cut, cut in it and dark blue mm-hmm. jeans and he's got a big tan coloured belt with a big circular buckle which is um, yeah just very 2000s mm. and uh, then we're back outside again I mean we're in and out like I don't know what here and mm-hmm. Billy clearly doesn't know where she wants to be at uh, she's dancing in the street now with this group of dancers back in the leather trousers and now like a black t-shirt and she does a sort of parkour move. You'd mentioned Samantha doing parkour. Mm-hmm. You know, Billy's at it as well. She runs up the wall and then jumps up to this like clear perspex platform that's suspended between the two walls. 
Mm-hmm. And then, so the camera like shows her dancing, like the camera's above her and it gives this effect, almost like she's suspended between the walls in midair. Then around the bridge of the song, we're towards the end of the video, they're in like a dry cleaners or is it a laundromat? Are laundromats what we call them here? I don't yes. know. So uh, dry cleaners, I would say. I don't see, know. I would like say that we don't really have laundromats. This it's not a place where you hand your stuff over, they wash it and hand it back. It's like you know, washing machines and like dryers. Places like Lauren, you see, it's like giant washing machines, like mm. by at like a garage. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's a fairly new thing as yeah. well. Like, I mean, in the last maybe five years or so, like, True. that's, I don't know. I mean, that's like, they're so big though. I don't know. Like, are you washing mm. your curtains and everything? I've, um, I've actually used the ones linen. here to wash. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, duvet, like a winter duvet oh, that wouldn't fit oh, in. Right. Um, but Fair I don't enough. know. Like, I was concerned, to be honest, about using it because, of course, like, my mum. going to take this. But, but my mum was like, um, her concerns like people would be throwing like dog you don't know who's using them and people could be putting like dog beds in them that are covered in like dog mm-hmm. hair and you know mm-hmm. things, things oh, like yeah. that but uh so I was a bit wary but I was like this needs washed and I there's mm-hmm. no hope Where it's else? happening so in my kitchen have... yeah so but it was actually really clean and right. um how long was like, the cycle I can't remember not that long because it's near my mom's house. Have to, like, so how, I just, how do you know that like it's finished and you can go back and get it and like Doris from like you know the... it is ingenious. You put in your phone number and it mm-hmm. texts you to let you know that your cycle's nearly done. Wow, that's mm-hmm. amazing. It is very I might try it just for the experience. <laughs> and uh, you know, it has the, the detergent and everything in it. You don't need to bring your own down or anything wow. like that. So Class. but so that's our version of a laundromat. Uh-huh. In this town. Outdoor washing machines. Mm-hmm. At a garage. So, <laughs> But Billy here is surrounded by washing machines. And there's even a mop and a bucket in the corner for a touch of realism there. So she's it basically then at this point is bounced around between all the clips from various locations. We even get another stunt from Billy where she like jumps really high into the air and just is spinning continuously. Mm-hmm. So again, I, we've mentioned the Matrix several times before, but like the matrix was 99 and here we are in 2000 so there's definitely yeah, like those special effects were taken from that uh, and then back in the dry cleaners she's spinning around uh holding a box of washing powder so it's just like she's spinning the circle and it's flying everywhere <laughs> and that image is what i imagine when i think of the time a friend of ours threw sugar all around another yeah. friend's kitchen after a night out to end up snowing <laughs> Yeah, it was Christmas. So, Let's just bear yeah. in mind it was was it Christmas night and we were Christmas all out night. and yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's snowing. That's how you get <laughs> get yourself in the good graces of your friends' family. Cover the kitchen and also sugar. don't eat don't eat their turkey either because that and won't help either. Their entire turkey that's meant to be for Boxing that won't help the help the scenario either. Oh God, we were arseholes. <laughs> oh, to be fair, like so you know, we're we all been, teenagers. To be fair, I feel like. I feel like our, I like to think that our breed of mischievousness was quite endearing. Looking oh, back, well. it wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, friggin' needles were being found under the stairs. <laughs> like it was really like, really stupid, so childish. Mm. Uh, although I mean, there was the infamous party, uh, but you weren't a part of it. And in, in our, one of our friend's houses in the whole place was like a disaster. Could have been worse, but it was also Wait, a disaster. Was I there, Lauren? Was I there? No, but this is, we were like 50. 16. Okay, okay, I think like, I know which part of this was. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, was this where the Indian good. got smashed? The Indian, um, no, that was a different one. <laughs> is, uh... <laughs> okay, then I know which I know which one you're talking about now. Yeah, I wasn't there for that. At that sound, oh, yeah, that was quite serious. It was ballers like curtain curtain poles pulled down off the walls and all sorts. <laughs> not by us, need we emphasize? We were good, we were trying to stop this, the destruction. It just got, but this got is out the of thing, this was the issue with the party I was at as well. Mm. It's not necessarily the hosts. Mm. It's the cretins that find their way to the yeah. address. Like, where did these <laughs> people trying, come like, from? And who are they? And why are they here? And, you know, it all gets too much to handle. This is why teenagers shouldn't be young, in charge yes. of these things. Mm-hmm. So uh, then Billy and her pals are, they're now wrecking the joint. They're in the cafe, kicking over tables and chairs and, and sort of acting like football hooligans. And then mm-hmm. at the end of the video, we have Billy just back in her, her black leather outfit, walking away from the camera. And at this point, her red underwear is showing from under her low-rise trousers. So I feel your pain, Billy. Easily done. Just a strange thing I mean, that they kept that in. <laughs> as if she wasn't being sexy enough. Here are my knickers. Oh, I know. Yeah. But it's not even like a song. It's just like a, a, a band of red sticking okay. out. I don't like, was it intentional? Was it not? I don't know. I'm sure, um, sure, sure it was on purpose. So after uh, the songs released, it, it got positive reviews. The time seemed to be like obviously more mature than her first album. But of course, Billy herself was now almost 18 at the time. So it was inevitable that that was going to be reflected in her music more. And also, of course, Britney was now uh, on the music scene and storming the charts. And this would have been shortly after Oops, I Did It Again. So this this change in style definitely has like a touch of the Britneys about it you know that mm. influence had kicked in um as for the the song itself like does it stand the test of time like I think it does it's definitely. still I think it's, it's still a real tune. good pop tune uh, mm. I was surprised at how much of the lyrics I remember just the first time I put it on again here um mm-hmm. I don't think maybe the message of the song is ideal like it definitely gives off vibes of an obsessive maybe or at least very codependent relationship um but then maybe I'm just reading, maybe i'm just reading too much into it you know it's just a song at the end of the day i think we do like have a tendency sometimes to like you know sometimes things just rhyme and that's it yeah <laughs> but True. it's like the beyonce's song it, it could just be about missing someone hmm? it could just be about missing your partner yeah. you know <laughs> And Beyonce's song, Irreplaceable, you know, to the left, to the left, there's like, I sometimes will just catch the lyrics and I'll be like, I'll just think about what they're saying, you know, and she's saying like, I could have another you in a minute. Matter of fact, he'll be here in a minute. So mm. she's pissed off that he's cheating on her, but she's got to do the exact same thing if the lyrics are, you know, mm. suggest, do you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know, but it rhymes. So, you know. She needs to explain that to me because I think that's the height of hypo- the height of hypocrisy. And mm. um, Beyonce, to be honest with you, and I'm a big fan, so you know <laughs> I'm, I'm totally, you know, t- totally there for whatever you want to say. But can you just explain that to me because it makes no sense? Um, but yeah, I think it does test, stand the test of time. It mm. would be 100% played if you were like in the Kremlin. There'd be mm. no issue. I think the DJ okay. would have that straight away. And that's I think where we're going wrong. I hate whenever we go out places not in recent times obviously mm-hmm. but like when we do eventually go out and see if, if a dj says to me i'll see if i have it just get on spotify yeah. just get on spotify we know you have access to this right? 
we know yeah, you don't do. say don't lie don't say i look for it just say i don't fucking have it do you know what i mean just yeah. say that let's just cut to the chase and don't give me false hope honestly and at this point when i'm thinking about the nights out we please god we'll be having some point this year like us we need to play this and Samantha mm-hmm. Mamba at a car out beforehand for sure. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then like maybe one of us should learn to DJ so that we at least have some decent stuff <laughs> at the bar. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm dreading going back to the DJs in this town and the utter crap that will be played. It'll be guarantee it'll be the same crap we've been listening to since day dot you know it'll mean? be it'll be the it'll be the young ones running the show as usual because yeah. we're getting to that stage where the closer you get to your 60s and 70s the closer you get to you know the care homes <laughs> but they don't care now, i know we're not near there yet but like we are i think we need to start being more aware of the fact that we are going to be there one day mm. and like we need the respect the respect needs to be staying with us in our 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s like you know mm. that's the thing that we don't realize we think we're going to be young forever and we aren't and like lauren i hate to tell you this you're going to be 34 very soon oh. i've been 34 now for like what six months it's disgusting mm. to know that like in a handful of months i'm going to be 35 and i watch like you know not i don't watch it now i, I used to watch sex and city religiously and i i hate sex and city for a lot of reasons i hate it mm-hmm. i think a lot of the the packaging and the message and you know it's so unrealistic uh, and it doesn't so stand many ways time. I think it hasn't hasn't aged well mm. in so many ways but it's so mad to me that I think like they're like in their mid-30s and that's where I, I, I am mm. and my mental age is 19 yeah sure. same I just can't like fathom it in so many ways but we are where we are yeah embrace um, it embrace your life and all the real tangent there, I can't remember how that started. I don't know where we got there, oh, Lauren, but, but yeah. I think we talking about this stand the test of time. Oh, um, yeah. And we said yes, and that's where we went. <laughs> but like the DJs in, in the main nightclub in this place, the DJ that is the, like, what would you call it? Resident. Uh, yeah, resident DJ. Mm-hmm. He's older than us. I mean, Only by a wee bit. Well, a bit, but, and he's always, I don't know. He's usually good though. I remember I used to have a joke with him, like I had like you know a playlist for him, like I, this is a list of songs <laughs> you to have ready yeah. for this evening, please. Um, but you know, definitely would do his do his best um, to sort of accommodate. Yeah, but I suppose there's only see maybe he likes you. Anytime I've requested things, I don't tend to to get them played by him. <laughs> Either that well, or I'm out in the smoking area missing it all. One of the two. Well, I think that. <laughs> I think if you want to be like, you know, just you just get Spotify. I don't give a shit mm. how you mix from one song to the next. Just play yeah. the next song. Like, you don't need to be smart about it. Just put the song on. Get on Spotify and let's just all be happy. That's all we need. No one mm-hmm. no one cares otherwise. No. So, anyway, back to Billy. So, Billy has since said that she doesn't think she was a very good singer. And she always mined when she was performing in public. And then... Uh, Walk of Life turned out to be Billy's second and final album. So she apparently then had to appear in court in 2001 to testify against a woman who had been stalking her. And apparently she didn't really want to do it. She wasn't too happy about having to to testify. But uh, her parents and the record label pushed her to do it. And apparently in her autobiography, Billy then said that Quote, the court case succeeded in doing what I alone could not, cutting the ties. 
without it, I might have been tempted back, end quote. So I'm guessing that this maybe means she cut ties with either her parents or the label or both. Like it sounds like she wasn't really happy with things. And if she hadn't had to go through this court case, there would have just been another signal come out and, you know, it would have carried on and on as usual. But apparently then with this this court case and stuff, that was was it for her. She'd sort of had enough and, and didn't want to release any further singles from the album. And then I'll just finish on the fact that Billy Piper actually re-entered the charts in January 2007 after Chris Moyles on Radio 1 started a campaign to get the song Honey to the Bee back into the top 100 on download sales because this uh, it must have just been around the time of the chart rules changing and mm-hmm. uh, you know including downloads and sales at this point so uh, this was his way of testing whether it worked and right. it did so Honey to the Bee re-entered the official That's UK singles random. chart in 2007 at uh, number 17 eight years after it was first released I feel like that rings a bell for me to be honest him doing, <clears throat> him doing mm. that um God, Chris Moyles, that was such, I used to love Chris Moyles in the morning. I did. And Comedy I, Dave. I didn't, I didn't, um, actually, with, with Chris Moyles. He, sometimes I loved him and sometimes he really scunnered me. Um, I think I know from recently, um, Charlotte Church um, had said that, she, you know, she he had like a countdown on for whenever she turned 18. Like, that's uh, right, if, that's like, sick. That was going to be, you know, like when she's 18, you know, she's fair game and he made some really gross comments about like you know basically having sex with her um and you know how uncomfortable that made her feel and i hope he he feels gross about that as well but it's like that clip that you sent into the friend group about movies in 2004 Mm -hmm. like so (laughs) like everything a different world completely completely Mm -hmm. like in every fit like every teen kind of film like it was mad um but yeah, but Billy Piper, I recently watched uh, the series I Hate Susie. Um, there was loads of publicity around it. It was on Sky, was it Sky One or something. Mm-hmm. She plays like um, uh, she like an actress who basically it's not autobiographical, not, mm-hmm. not autobiographical, but it's like so someone who started off as a pop star and then moves into like acting. And so it's a role that you can very easily see her in, but mm. it's very, it's really good. You probably get it on like if you've now TV or any of those catch up services, you could watch it. I think there's six or eight episodes, but basically there's like a scandal. The first episode is there's like a, it seems to be very promising. She's been signed up to do like a Disney film or something. And then all of a sudden these pictures are released. Um, in the tabloids and it, it obviously evidences that she's been cheating on her husband or something has happened mm. and then it's kind of the whole the whole fallout from that and trying to like salvage her career and, and keep everything but it's kind of like like a comedy drama mm. um so it was really good and she is she is a really good actress actually um yeah. I, I think she, I don't know if she's a bit one note maybe now I don't I don't watch um Doctor Who I think she's no, she fits well into that kind of like comedy kind of uh, category quite well I don't know if she's done much kind of really really dramatic acting um but that but I think that role in I Hate Susie is very kind of like it's on the she's it's dramatic and it's funny so yeah mm. I recommend that if anyone must watch it. Uh, is looking for a series I, I thought it was quite good I did try like when I was researching this I was looking for interviews with her, like I was trying to find mm-hmm. older interviews about, you know, the time when she was a pop star, but obviously that was way before like 
the internet era, so there really was nothing. And uh, I did read an interview with her about her more recent stuff, including that series and something else that mm-hmm. she's got lined up as well. And I thought that would sound good. So I must give it a go. Yeah. Like and she I, also famously um, was married to Chris Evans. Yeah, well, I mean, that would have been the time. So second album, that song was 2000. And then the court case that she had testified in was 2001. And they got married in 2001 in secret mm-hmm. in Vegas. Um, like she was 19, he was 35 or something. So, mm-hmm. I mean, even looking at that now, it's like, Christ, Chris, what are you doing? And not the, not the nice looking famous Hollywood actor, Chris Evans. This is Chris Evans, Maybe you like know. Christ, Billy, what were you doing? Radio but, you DJ, know. I know. But um, apparently then, so obviously they got married that year and I think she just went into like hiding. Well, not into hiding, but like she just kept on the down low for a couple of years before mm-hmm. she then came out in uh, in. Doctor Who to launch the acting career through that. And mm-hmm. that was like 2003, four that that kind of filming started for that. So she just mm-hmm. had a few years of just being married and, you know, enjoying life, I think, after Did being I somewhere a pop that they star kinda, for her teams. I don't, don't want to make it sound like they were like alcoholic, but I think they just loved, you know, just the mm. kind of living a very quiet life and just, you know, getting pissed together and just, you know, having yeah. a laugh. Well, she basically described them. Um, that first few years of their marriage is like what she imagined kids at uni are doing. You know, she mm-hmm. said we just, it was like being a student kind of lifestyle. Yeah. Just enjoyed a drink and mm-hmm. and had a pretty easy going time by, by the sounds of things. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think they seem to be like quite um, like like they separate obviously Aye. they get divorced but they're on Aye. like I don't, I don't I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever read anything to insinuate that there's been any animosity or acrimony mm-hmm. or nothing like they it's kind of nearly like they look at each other and think god wasn't that a laugh you know mm-hmm. like it's nearly they look at, back at that as like some kind of you know like a, a blissful couple of years and maybe just the fact there's such an age gap you know they just they outgrew each other quite quickly mm-hmm. maybe like she just matured you know in a different direction and uh and he maybe realized like i'm i'm i don't know maybe going out with somebody so young Mm. wasn't the best idea I mean there's plenty of relationships where there is a big gap and they work out fine but I suppose whenever you add fame into it and the interest of the public and stuff it's it's an an added pressure Mm. that I think you have to be very very strong and secure in your relationship to other and you need you need publicity to really to survive in so many ways like you know people you know who are lucky enough to have you know be very live very comfortably don't tend to be famous they're the people mm-hmm. in the background who are na- who are faceless um and nameless in so many ways and you know they can they can do those things but he he needs they both need to stay relevant he mm-hmm. was massive for the um um t tfi friday i used to love watching tfi yeah. friday um when it was on um on a friday obviously not on a saturday yeah. it would have been after school or after you know i feel like i'm Fridays were like Bruce's Price is Right, um, Top of the Pops, TGI or TFI Friday, Friends, Smack the Pony, um, what was Trigger Happy TV, those kinds of things. Mm. Like that's such an era, an era of TV. Um, yeah. But yeah, they would have needed to be seen to be able to function and make money and mm. stay relevant and just maybe it was a mix that just didn't work yeah she probably needed that break I mean after you've been 
a pop star like from the age of 15 you know I'm sure that's an intense like three four years of albums and songs and recording and videos and traveling and blah blah so um you know do what you gotta do Mm -hmm. Uh, clearly the acting career is much more like up her street I remember as well at uni uh, did you watch uh, Diary of a Call Girl no I think I I think I watched one or two episodes but it was only at the time and I could not tell you about it but Mm. I think that was quite taboo or not taboo but it was quite a big thing that she was in such a sexualized role um, from being like a pop star but I remember me and my friends at uni would have sat down to watch that you know new episode every week Mm -hmm. um but yeah, I mean, she's obviously been steady on the, the acting train ever since. So mm-hmm. yeah, I remember at uni it was like getting getting back to halls or getting back to your student house to watch um, Little Britain, which has been completely cancelled now. <laughs> oh <for> God, <laughs> definitely has. <laughs> oh, so I didn't like them. Things anyway. are changing. There was um, a, there was always a vomit skit on Little Britain, so I didn't watch it. it was oh, no, sure, Lord, it's only a wee bit of like porridge or something. No, I can't go. Cannot go. (laughs) Oh, dear. Funny how the few parallels appeared there. This always seems to happen with these (laughs) things that we do. Yeah, I suppose obviously it's it's a kind of it's out of sync whenever you hear this now, but like mm. whenever we have every time we release something and once it goes out, something seems to like involving the people we mm-hmm. discuss it just ends up in the news. Like when Drops we're recording this, we've just had um the Michael Jackson and Avril Levine um one has gone out and uh you were saying that Avril's just announced new music coming mm-hmm. out, I think. Yeah. And even after we recorded that, I found on Instagram, I don't know if it's a TikTok thing, but the MJ Step Challenge. Yeah. And it's basically the song that we discussed, Rock My World, the sample of that um, over at Cardi B Up. And, and mm. it's, just, it's just really funny, like how, I don't know if it's just, you know, it's just on our radar or whatever. Yeah. We've noticed, you know, if it wasn't for that, but... Yeah, it's quite funny. There's been other ones as well that have been like after the Day and Bars episode. Day and Bars in the Harbour Bar with me. Mm-hmm. Like, what's that all about? Um, well, slight, slight, maybe tenuous connection, but after the Blur and Oasis one, one of our new favourite comedians, Paddy McDonald, released Spite Life. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> on, right. On my tag, I was like, what is, what is going on? That is funny. <laughs> I've crossed so over Parkway. What are we expecting? I really hope that Billy Piper and, and Samantha Mumba mm-hmm. announce that they're actually in a relationship. Or, <laughs> well, I was going to say doing a duet, but there, there we go. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> One well, of the two. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe Samantha's latest song will drop or something. We'll see, mm. we'll see what becomes of it. Fine. Um, I, need to, I need to listen to that song that she said she released. Me too. Um, but next week we're going to go take a trip to the movies then, Lauren. Mm-hmm. Of course, season finale. Episode 10 mm-hmm. next week. Season finale. We shall do a, a bit of a music or a movie music uh, episode. Some mm-hmm. famous songs from famous movies. Yes, so that'll be hopefully a bit of a crack. Um, yeah. And yes, thank you very much for listening again. Um, and please like and subscribe if you want to leave we review. That will be lovely. Um, mm-hmm. Five star reviews are especially welcome um and uh 
Yeah, we're on Instagram, uh, video chat podcast on you on YouTube. We're on YouTube, obviously, and we're on um, Facebook as well. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's, follow. Nice. it's, it's lovely. Some of the um, messages we've been sent um, mm-hmm. really, really appreciate people that are taking the time to listen to us blather on. Yeah, um, about such nonsense. <laughs> it's lovely. Much appreciate it. Uh, always mm-hmm. nice to get the nice comments and messages off the back of each episode so thanks again for listening everyone and we'll talk to you next week for the season finale bye bye